0: Thank, Thank you, you for joining for me for your MMA scoop. This is Ray's Omo Plata Soup. Here we go. We live coming to you with another hot one, episode number 40 of Ray's Omo Plata Soup. This is the hottest show to get your MMA Twitter news, your guests from MMA Twitter. Of course, I'm your host, Ray. You can catch all my stuff at Dars underscore smokes, spitting all my shenanigans and whatnot. And today, I'm by myself. You know I like to do these every now and then. And this is the calm before the storm, ladies and gentlemen. For the next couple of episodes, it's going to be some hot guests. I brought you guys Sean Willick last week. That is the Kansas Athletic Commissioner. He is a great guy, personal friend of mine now. And he lives literally five miles away from me. So uh, I brought you guys Jeff Molina, a hot fly weight, seven and two, all seven wins via finish. And upcoming, it's going to be even better. I just went to Invicta this past Friday night and got some pretty nice connects. Uh, if you're a real big fan of MMA, you probably know a hot prospect by the name of Kay Hansen who has agreed to be a guest on my show. So be on the lookout for that episode, as well as the boy, Elias Firiduru, my main main with the main tame main. That boy got some hair on him. I ain't never seen nobody with hair like that. And that's why he's a ring boy. And I'm sitting in this chair talking to y'all. But I'm going to wrap up uh, what I saw at Invicta because, again, I was there live. It was a great show. I want to give a huge shout out to Invicta, Shannon Knapp, and her whole staff for basically constantly putting on a high production show. That's what you want in MMA. And, you know, there was a guy on Twitter because I went ahead and tweeted out one time after a fight that the crowd went wild. I showed some pictures, and yeah, there were some empty seats in the house, but there's still a crowd. The thing about Invicta, a lot of people don't understand, is that they're always hosted here in Kansas City, Kansas. And that's near and dear to me, because if you know anything about Kansas City, Kansas, we don't get a lot. We just don't. The Missouri side gets a lot of uh, love. They got sports. Who They got the Kansas City Chiefs over there. Of course, I support the Chiefs. Don't get it twisted. They're still my team. But if we're going off of location, your geolocation, if you were to punch in Arrowhead Stadium, it will take you to Kansas City, Missouri. Same with the, uh, the Royal Stadium, uh, Kauffman Stadium. It is in Kansas City, Missouri. Sprint Arena, where anybody who's anybody is going to be performing, is in Kansas City, Missouri. So for Invicta to be constantly, I mean, I can't even count how many shows they've had in Kansas City, Kansas now, constantly coming back to us, putting on these great shows, I'm just spoiled. I might be biased to say I love them for that. That's amazing. They're giving me an opportunity to practice on my journalism chops because yeah, I'm just an amateur in this game. I'm a guy with a microphone, but at the end of the day, I want to share my passion for MMA with anybody who's willing to listen or read or, or watch some of my material. So with that being said, uh, we had a really good night this night and Victor's always doing some awesome things. They didn't, they did some tournaments this past weekend with the Bantamweights uh, who the uh, title was recently vacated with their champion getting the call up to the UFC. So they they got to find another uh, Bantamweight champion. So they had the Bantamweight tournament and the Bantamweight title fight on the same night. So we're going to go ahead and talk about the Bantamweight uh, tournament. Now, before we get into that real quick, I have to mention that this was the first ever night of open scoring for MMA. This was a historical night, and I got to be there live for it. Now, the I will say the caveat was that with these tournament fights, there was only one round. So we really didn't get to divvy into the, uh, the open scoring until later in the evening. But... With the first fight of the night, all of these fights were uh, drawn randomly. So the first fight of the night was Serena Jesus versus Carrie Kennison in the Bantamweight Tournament quarterfinal. And this fight was scrappy. I wasn't expecting it to be anything less when you're seeing De- Serena Jesus in the cage. Serena Jesus is a personal friend of the podcast. She's come on there. She was just here a little bit under a month ago. Kudos to her for doing her thing fighting with autism. She defeated Carrie Kennison in a very scrappy fight where she forced Carrie Kennison to fight from the clinch and Serena just kept punching her with these uppercuts like she was just mad. I I've Hey, more power to her for putting on that kind of a war and a fight that she needed to to get the victory because early on, Carrie Kennison did have her moment. So uh, I'll go ahead and say that. She got that unanimous decision. Uh, It was 10 nines across the board. Taylor Gordado defeated Claire Guthrie. Now, this fight was... you got to see a little bit into the mindset, if, in my opinion, of the corner of Taylor Gordado, uh, which was to minimize the damage, but still neutralize your opponent's game plan so that you can make it into the next round. And if you ask me, if you're fighting in a tournament style format, you cannot be mad at a person that's going in there and implementing that type of plan. You really just can't be mad at them, in my opinion. I'm sorry. What? They don't want to get hit? You, okay, that's good. So that they can fight later in the tournament? Oh, that's good, too. I think that that's just smart. And, you know, we'll get into this later in the evening. But she won a unanimous decision, 10 nines across the board via Claire Guthrie. Hope Chase and Julia Ottolino... This fight was awesome because Julia Adelino had some, a real nice pop behind her in the the arena that we were in. So she, her fans travel well. They know her. She's got the looks. Hope Chase, though, is a damn pit bull in a woman's body. She just goes for it. And when she was walking out, she did this thing where she, she walked and then she just made a real fast turn at 90 degrees angle on you like oh you ever seen somebody do that like they just about their business she was walking with a purpose and that purpose was to beat up Julia Adelino for as long as she had which was five minutes and she was going for the finish there were moments that looked like Julia Adelino was going to go down for the count but she made it through the five minutes again there was only one round Hope Chase got the 10-9s across the board for the unanimous decision. Dark horse in the tournament, Tanisha Tennant versus Brittany Victoria. This fight, again, kind of the same story. Brittany Victoria, you know, people know her from her previous uh, fights in the U.S. or in the Invicta Cage, and she's got the look. She's, I mean does good at the weigh-ins, kind of like that, that Pearl Gonzalez vibe almost, you know, where she comes in the lingerie, but when she steps in that cage, she's about that business, and Tanisha Tennant, you know, really wasn't kind of saying much, she really wasn't doing anything flashy at the weigh-ins, uh, she was really kind of low-key, if you ask me, and you know, I hate to say it, but easy to overlook, but Damn, did she prove that she came to win this tournament? Tanisha Tennant got the 10-9 victories across the board on Brittany Victoria, and she showed that she had hands. And honestly, kudos to Brittany Victoria, who didn't resort to another game plan. She stood there and tried to trade with Tanisha Tennant, but Tanisha proved that she was just way too, too quick She's got a real nice athletic frame. She has extremely fast reflexes. Um, and the way that she slips, punches, and then counters, man, she's she's going to be a problem for anyone at Bantamweight, uh, if you ask me. Moving along, they had the, uh, the reserve tournament bouts for uh, what was one of, actually, the only finish of the night. Kelly Clayton defeated Florina Moeller via a rear naked choke with nine seconds left in the first round, only one round that they had. So kudos to Kelly Clayton. She, she showed that if there was going to be someone to pull out of a fight, that she was going to be the person to step in. Because, man, that fight was good for as long as it lasted. She got her back. She choked her out. And she finished the night just nine seconds early, but hopefully she got paid a little bit extra for that. Moving along in that tournament, another reserve bout was uh, Mitzi Mary was fighting Morgan Hickam, and this fight was, it was pretty good, you know, it, it, I hate to say it, but it probably was one of the uh, easier to remember, or forget cards on the, on the night, but you know, the, they went in, they fought. Mitzi Mary got the unanimous decision, 10 nines across the board. She got a, a payday, so she did what she came to do. Then they moved on to the semifinals of the tournament. So the way the semifinals were determined is they randomly drew them again. So out of the four winners, Serena De Jesus, Hope Chase, Taylor Guerrero, and Tanisha Tennant. Out of the four winners, they put their names in a box. And Miss Shannon Knapp drew the names. First, she drew uh, Taylor Grotto. Then she drew Serena de Jesus. And, of course, that left Tanisha Tennant and Hope Chase. And, and that was what I was telling my buddy Benny, who was sitting right to the next to me. I was like, dude, right after that, that Tanisha Tennant fight, and that's the fight I wanted to see. I wanted to see Tanisha Tennant versus Hope Chase because that fight, whoa man, let's look let, yeah, we're not gonna go there. So Taylor Gurado got the split decision over Serena de Jesus. and split decision is is fair because this fight was very close. Uh, Taylor Guado had the uh, momentum early. She was putting some heavy pressure on Serena, uh, definitely you know working her on the outside as well. And Serena was st- really struggling to close the distance at first, but when she finally did in the middle of that round, she proved that she was really the stronger of the two. But then Taylor Godado got some takedowns uh, at the end of the round, and I think that's what secured uh, that W for her, uh, for to get the split decision. But a lot of people thought that Serena De Jesus won. I was on the edge the whole time. I I thought Serena De Jesus won, but again. I could see how a judge could see that uh, Taylor Goddard got the victory. Again, I, and I might be biased. Because Serena DeJesus has been on this show. Y'all yeah, know how it is. Um, then, moving on to the fight, of the, the fight I really wanted to see. Tanisha Tennant versus Hope Chase. Man, that was a banger. I mean, Hope Chase, again, she just moves forward. She just wants to do damage. She wants to hurt you. But Tanisha Tennant was really playing the matador versus the bull here. Um, and and it was beautiful fashion. Her footwork was on point. She was circling out every time Hope Chase thought that she might be able to corner. Tanisha Tennant would circle right back to the center of the octagon. And I think that Hope Chase was really struggling to close uh, some of that distance. A lot of people sleep on the reach advantage that Tisa, again, I slept on Tanisha Tennant from the beginning. But hey, now that I'm, I'm a damn fan now, I like to use the Uh and she's got a 72 reach. Hope Chase, I think, at a 68 reach. So uh, the way that she was able to box her up, keep her on the outside, stuffed a few takedowns too. Man, she's showing that she may be really complete. I, I want to see her versus some top competition in the Invicta Bantamweight division. Moving along to Kay Hansen, who I mentioned earlier in the show. Shout out to her. She's a very nice woman. Uh, I met her at the weigh-ins, it was like, hey, you know, Kansas City is basically your second home now. You you might as well just buy a house here and just live here because this is where you work. This is where all the fights is. So let's let's go. But she said she's just gonna come on the show, do a quick 20 minutes. And uh, we're going to get into the life of Kay Hansen. But she fought Liana Perosen, who I uh, met as well. Unfortunately, Miss Perosen doesn't speak much English, but uh, she's, she's working on it. And uh, she proved that she's also been working in the gym because she was uh, given the fight to Miss Kay Hansen, who is a kind of a, an Invicta fan favorite. Um, she gets booked a lot. Um, and whenever she does get booked, she brings a lot of attention to the fight. Uh, and for, for good reason, because she's got really good mixed martial arts. She proved, especially to, uh, yes, or on Friday that her wrestling is getting better. Uh, her submission attack confidence is getting better and her control, her, her overall jujitsu game is getting better. And I'm a fan of anyone who's a jiu-jitsu freak like me. So kudos to Kay Hansen for getting the unanimous decision. Can't wait to talk to you in a couple of weeks. Then we moved on to the, um, the Bantamweight Tournament Final, which uh, if you've been listening, Taylor Tennant, or Tanisha Tennant fought Taylor Grotto, uh because both of those women had secured their victories in the semifinals. And, again, it was more Tanisha Tennant doing Tanisha Tennant things. Like, I cannot stress to you guys how beautiful her striking looked. Sometimes when you see fighters, you're just like, eh, I, okay, I've seen that before. But as far as, as I've seen, in three fights against three different opponents, Tanisha Tennant didn't get give any takedowns. And believe me, they were trying. They tried to take Tanisha Tennant down, and they couldn't. So they were getting picked apart from the outside, and when they knew that they couldn't hang with her in the stand-up department, they tried to take her down, push her up against the fence, and she always found a way to get out. Uh, kudos to Taylor could for, for to not give up in that fight because uh, I heard that she had not fought professionally in about eight or nine years, which if you ask me, is just, that's crazy. So to not fight professionally in that amount of time and then come and beat two other fighters and then fight one of the best prospects I've ever seen on uh, just one day, you, my good woman, deserve a bow. Give your hands up for Miss Taylor Corrado. Because she did her thing. But only one fighter can win. And Tanisha Tennant is that fighter. She is your Bantamweight Tournament Champion. Give her a shout out. Can't wait to see her back in there again. Main event of the evening was Julia Storliorinko versus Lisa Verzoza. Formerly Lisa Spangler. And that kind of mixed me up. So I just wanted to let you guys know that I believe she just got married or whatever the case may be. So moving along, that fight was probably one of the best fights ever in Invicta. And the reason was there was blood everywhere. Uh, Unfortunately, Lisa suffered multiple brutal, deep cuts on her face. Her forehead was basically split down the middle from, it was vertical. It was vertical split that went from probably the middle of her forehead down to the bridge of her nose. And then she had a cut under her left eye. It was horizontal, but it was at least, at least three inches long. And she fought five rounds like that with that amount of damage on her face. And she fought Rinko, who is accustomed to finishing chicks in the first round via armbar. And she tried. That first round, it looked like she was going to get the armbar. And Lisa stived it off. This was probably one of the best fights, one of the closest decisions you could ever call. And Julia Stolyarinko got the decision. And I wouldn't be surprised If Invicta did the smart thing, make a rematch. That's 20 minutes I got for you guys. You guys, I'd like to do it. We like to keep this thing short. If you uh, know anything about me, man, you know I'm trying to do something good for the kids out there. So uh, be on the lookout for my GoFundMe on my Twitter page. uh, Trying to get some uh, jujitsu to kids in low-income housing communities. They're underserved children that... Uh, I think could benefit from a lot of the qualities that Brazilian jiu-jitsu offers, like humility, confidence, respect, camaraderie, and of course, Uh, self-defense. I think that with all those things, we can combat gun violence, mental illness, and bullying, uh, and suicide amongst our youth. So uh, please support me on this cause. And uh, yeah, thank you guys for listening.